Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. Before I get going with my content for today, here's a warning. This episode is for folks for whom the shock of COVID-19 has begun to wear off. If you are still feeling intense grief for the wonderful parts of our lives that are lost for now, this is probably not the right episode for you to listen to. Please hit pause and take a little break. We'll be here for you when you get back. If you're ready to start looking ahead, or if you've already begun to do so, this is a great place for you to be right now. Here in the U.S., we're at the point in the COVID-19 pandemic where two gaps need to be bridged so we can feel cohesive and coordinated as we create the new normal. There's a gap between our ignorance and knowledge of COVID-19, and there's a gap between what we know about COVID-19 and what we should do about it. Let me explain more. Due to the lack of widespread COVID-19 testing for both active infection and possible immunity, we remain largely ignorant of the prevalence of the virus and its true impact on health. We also don't know the implications of antibody tests. While a positive antibody may indicate exposure and clearance of the virus, we're not sure if re-exposure to it will confer a full or only a partial immunity or, for that matter, any immunity at all. We don't know if you can get sick not just once, but possibly multiple times. We also don't have a full picture of who is at risk for very bad outcomes if they contract COVID-19. While it appears that chronic illnesses like high blood pressure and diabetes make you especially vulnerable for severe sickness, hospitalization, and death, we don't know what other consequences lurk in the future for those who were exposed. It's a novel virus. That means there are no experts to look to for answers, no body of knowledge specific to this problem, and very little medical experience to help us in this exact moment in time, which means much more research is needed to answer very important questions that can inform our path forward. We need to become much more comfortable with uncertainty before we can sleep better at night. I'm struck by the intensity of the desire we all have to begin feeling safe again. The human condition is such that we will all die at an unknown point in time. Over the years, I've had the privilege of being a witness to how several of my patients stared their own mortality in the face. I've marveled at their courage and bravery. It's also one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But the reality is, I could step out on my early run tomorrow and get hit by a car, or an aneurysm could burst in my brain, or I could die in my sleep tonight. We are never safe from mortality, and being afraid isn't helping us solve the mountains of problems at our feet. We all must use time wisely and bravely. Now more than ever, we need to make values-based and data-based decisions. As I said back in March, COVID-19 has recreated the world under our feet. We all need to understand that COVID-19 is not going to go away. We will not be able to go back to business as usual. Our healthcare professionals and hospital systems will need new capabilities to handle COVID-19 effectively. In the United States, 
the lack of widespread availability of test kits continues to limit the amount of objective information we have to help us make good decisions regarding relaxing social distancing measures. Many states have loosened restrictions on several businesses. There are a wide range of reactions to this, and they range from relief from those who need to get back to work to feed their families, all the way to shock that the government could be so reckless with human lives. Maybe you fall somewhere along that spectrum, or maybe you're at the extremes. I can't give you advice on what to do or how to feel, but I can give you a framework that may help you navigate toward the right answer for you. Before you decide to venture back toward your quote-unquote normal life, please consider the following information, which remains the bulk of what we actually do know. So number one, experts in infectious disease believe that one infected person with COVID-19 can spread the virus to two or three more people. Number two, with COVID-19, you can be infectious for about two weeks before you develop symptoms, and this means you can unknowingly pass sickness to another person. Number three, all treatments for COVID-19 are experimental at this point in time. We're not sure what therapies will be effective, and we have to wait to allow proper scientific experiments to lend us more clarity. I've been doing this long enough to know that all health is personal. I don't really believe in public health because we all make decisions based on what we personally experience and what we believe we know. So all health is personal, yet each one of us bears different levels of risk should we become infected with this particular virus. Our personal opinions regarding how we should behave in the face of the pandemic are likely affected by, among other factors, whether or not we know someone who was hospitalized with the virus, or maybe you know of someone who died. Before you dine out or head back to the gym, I ask you to consider your personal risk carefully, and then consider the risk to people you know, people you love, and the larger community. Each of us must weigh the risks and benefits. I would no more advise someone shelter in place rather than feed her family then I would advise someone with a compromised immune system go grocery shopping without a mask. It's true that crises like this one illuminate great societal inequities. But don't let your outrage cloud your thinking as it relates to making good data-based decisions. When there's more data, I'll formulate an opinion and I'll share it with you. Meanwhile, I believe the data we need will emerge slowly over time while the lack of good testing and dearth of effective COVID-19 treatment remain such great limitations. In the meantime, we must settle into a long phase of uncertainty. I'm most concerned about the negative impact of COVID-19 on mental health. The grief, loneliness, and the stress of not being able to make plans is wreaking havoc on equanimity. Fewer things cause as much anxiety as job loss and financial stress. We do have control over how we adapt to this new normal. In fact, the only thing we have control over is our personal response to the current situation. When we look back, we want to be proud of the way we showed up in the world to help. So today's action steps are about each of us taking some time to decide what our personal performance metrics will be. So here are your action steps for today. 
Number one, make a list of people you want to see come through this crisis as a better version of themselves. Number two, decide how you want to make those people feel better. For example, do you want to help them feel stronger, more capable, more connected? Now, number three, take one step today to help one of these people reach out and offer three specific ways you can solve a problem. Don't ask them, how could I help you? Offer ways that you might be of assistance. When you take the focus off of yourself, you will start problem solving, and this will create a positive feedback loop that will gain speed. You will feel so much better, more in control, and you will start to see that there's a bright future waiting for us on the other side, wherever it is we land. In short, you'll become a lot more comfortable in uncertainty because you know how you're going to show up. In our next episode, we'll be continuing our special series called Self-Care for Leaders Under Fire, and I hope you'll join us then. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, remember, today is good, even if we have to co-create a new normal. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.